found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Monday. It is the 13th day of September. As we'll uh, look for some hot weather in the making the next couple of days. Matthew, good morning to you. We've had some hot weather yeah. for the last several days. It was pretty toasty yesterday, really. It sure was. Although we had a good breeze. And that helped. Yeah. And it seemed to get windy, windier as the day went on. Yeah. So. Yesterday, I am telling you, that was... Um, One of the more amazing things we've it, ever been a part of. It truly was. Yeah. I just... Um, so yesterday was September 12th, and yeah. uh, Corporal Humberto Sanchez was brought back into Logan Sport. And we were... We, we did the whole thing live. Yeah. And so our plan was to have different different people posted along the route. So Alan was at Grissom just outside the gate. Mm-hmm. And then Grand Davis was in Walton. Yeah. And then you were just inside Logan. Yeah, I was on Main Street. And then Karen and I were at 8th and Market uh, at the Garrison Flag. Now, the one thing I think we didn't figure on was the procession evidently continued at a slow pace the entire trip yeah yeah and that pace was um i don't know you know when when it finally got to me it was probably 10 miles per hour yeah very i presume they went a little faster on the highway but um couldn't have been much faster and i'm not sure what the scenario was on a highway 35 to Walton. Mm. I have to believe that there were a number of residents outside their homes. Or- I had a, let me read this, because I had a friend that texted me last night. And, you know, to be honest, it was someone that um, uh, doesn't usually get impressed by, right. <laughs> by a lot. And uh, he was he was right by the, the Kent Feed facility. Okay. And I said, how was it where you were? And he said, we were... He said, we were at the start of the Logan crowd. I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, spread out to the south of us, but then packed from us all the way in. Okay. So. Just amazing. So basically from there all the way yeah. into town. You know, the thing of it was, and, you know, because it was progressing slower than we anticipated. In fact, it was slower than it was posted yeah. that uh, it would be. The A-10 flyover was incredible. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. Just to hear those jets roar, yeah. you know, yeah, was just incredible. I, I didn't expect that at no, all. I, no one did. No one did. And then when you look at the 6,000 or so motorcyclists that uh, was at the tail end of of the procession, was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard everywhere from... Six to seven to eight to yeah. over nine. I so don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know what the final tally Thousands. Was, but thousands of motorcycles. More than I've ever... I would have to say you'd almost have to go to Sturgis to see anything close, remotely close to that. Sure, sure. I mean, you're just talking yeah. bike upon bike upon bike coming through and... You know, the thing of it is, after it was all said and done, you've still got bike after bike after bike still coming. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
It was just incredible. It really was. I know when I got there, um, I got to our location right right about 1030, and I came down Spear Street, turned on 8th, and um, it's like, bam, there's that you know gigantic American flag. And it just, it just, it took my breath away. I mean, it was like, oh, oh, wow. And then, you know, kind of where we were, that was sort of um, pretty popular place, you know, just because of the flag. And because we knew they would stop, it was a pretty popular place for people to to congregate. And, uh, you know, there were thousands of people at our location. You know, I was actually out and about at about nine-ish, I presume. And uh, there were people already staking up their their locations mm-hmm. at that time frame, and you know, I I think everyone anticipated a quicker procession. Mm-hmm. So you think about it, and some folks were out there, you know, nearly five hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, to uh, to do it was just. You know, the number of Jeeps, I saw, a, I presume it's some sort of a club, but there right. were, you know, a right. number of those that came in. Yeah. Saw some um, sports cars. They mm. must have been a club. About uh, five or six of those, but they were all revving their engines. and yeah. You know, it was just, I've never seen anything remotely close. Right. Right. To, to that, just a spectacular... And honestly, and, and I didn't, you know, where where we were, it was it was kind of cool because no one no one told the crowd what to do. Like no one was there, you know. Okay, now as as it's here, you guys need to be quiet. They just did it, yeah. you know. And it was like no one was like getting angry about it being hot. No one was, you know, complaining about where's the bathroom. No, and you heard none of that. It was just very respectful and very. Um, very well done. I presume from where you were located at 8th Street, 10 more blocks up to 18th is where they would turn off to go to the funeral home. Right. I presume was just lined with people. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. I have have some pictures if you want to see them. You know, the incredible thing would be one of those A-10 pilots and their photographing or something of the of the crowd because it, it the timing i guess they were just more in line with that's incredible matt's showing me a picture it's just bigger than any parade you'd ever want to see right really but they had that time perfectly because that. oh, that's just beautiful yeah you got the picture my, my wife took this picture. oh that's isn't that the, amazing? Of uh, the flag <laughs> and the four aircraft and the right flyover in there. Yeah, isn't that awesome? It's a perfect framing. Yeah, it, it was just. It's the pilots had to have had some idea as to the arrival because they did their first flyover just prior to him hitting Main Street, mm. and then the flyovers continued. It's it's like they're bringing him home. Yeah. It was just yeah. incredible. And you see him like, you know, one of the things they do is they dip that wing. That's a show of respect. And I don't know, it was it was amazing. And I mean, everybody that was around was just like, you know, a collective gasp of, oh, my yeah. gosh, you know. 
I don't know as a community that you could do much more to show your support. No, that's for and sure. it was it was from Grissom into Walton all the way here. I mean, yeah. what a, what a show! And and thank you for everybody that showed up and was a part of that, and you know did it the right way for yeah, sure. That's uh, for certain. It is six thirty. We'll uh, take a break. We've got news. We'll check our weather, which is hot. Details on the way. This is Tidbits. It's 6.36 on this Monday morning. We also would like to say we appreciate the comments we've received from listeners of our broadcast yesterday. Yes. Very kind of uh, individuals to relay that information. One, uh, One of our folks listened in Culver. Mm-hmm. So nice to uh, to know that our broadcast uh, came of use to some folks out there that couldn't make it here in Logansport. Although, to look at the crowd, you'd think that the majority of the state of Indiana was here. <laughs> it was, it was just uh, incredible. It really was, man. But yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. It was, it it is very much appreciated. Well, in tidbits this morning, Matthew. This, according to Kroger Grocery, <laughs> prices are heading higher later this year. Mm. I think we've kind of come to the conclusion to expect this. Yes. I mean, I was uh, out and about this morning. See, the gas is three and a quarter. Yeah. And uh, anytime your prices of gas increases, your cost of ship are increased. Plus, the lack of supply increases prices. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you've got, you know, your dollar not stretching near as far as it did. No. Inflation's running hotter than previously anticipated. And that expectations are now for prices to rise 2 to 3% over the second half of the year. Kroger will be passing along higher costs to the customer where it makes sense to do so. Hmm. Half of the price increase is due to soaring prices for beef, pork, and poultry. If you've tried to buy a slab of meat, you realize that things are out of hand. Beef prices have risen 14%. Wow. Pork prices have jumped 12.1% and poultry prices 6.6%. The Federal Reserve has said the price increases that have occurred in the wake of COVID-19 are transitory. And that those pressures will subside as the supply chain disruptions are resolved. Now, I ask you, how long is that going to take? Because, you know, we end up with a variant. And now we've got more and more folks getting sick. And, I, you know, it's like you look for relief, but it just never seems to happen. Right. The Biden administration says issues with the uh, supply chain caused by COVID and increased demand are only part to blame. Whether or not the administration's efforts will rein in price gains remains to be seen. In the interim, customers looking for savings at the grocery store could opt for private label brands. Mm. In other words, generics. (laughs) Okay. And I'm telling you, Matt, there are some things you can't go generic. Peanut butter is peanut number butter. one. Yep. Top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. 
chips. If you're particular to a certain taste, you can't go generic. Right. Bread, you've got to be careful because some off names of bread are smaller than others. That's true. That is very true. Kind of like the size of toilet paper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think the diameter of toilet paper is decreasing, although rear ends are getting bigger. Okay. So, <laughs> so how much sense does that make? Wow. So there's... <laughs> so toilet paper is not keeping up with yeah, the size of... Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you know how it is. Generics just don't... Uh, now, the, now, the one commercial for Blarman, okay. they, they, they say they get more on the roll. It's guaranteed to fit. Well, yeah. For your money back. And I suppose it depends on what toilet paper you choose. But right. uh, I don't know. I just don't see things getting better in the near distant future. No. And everybody was thinking that by this time this year, things would be, you know, happy days are here again. Right. And it's just not the case. <laughs> so. So I did a little research. All right. And this this article from thecattlesite.com. Okay. Says U.S. wholesale beef prices have increased notably over the last few weeks. This is from June, by the way. Uh, driven by increased demand from retail, reopening food service and export growth mostly to china now why are we shipping it over there don't we come first hey man if they're willing to buy it i mean why i mean but don't we come first argentina has recently imposed a 30-day ban on beef exports oh, no. to try and tackle rising domestic prices largely driven by high asian in parentheses <laughs> chinese demand don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Hmm. So, all of our beef's going over there, but we can't get chips from them. Computer chips. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, we can't get computer chips, but here, here's some more beef. I, We're not just giving it to I'm them. Angry. I mean, they're buying it, I, right? I, I'm angry. They're buying it. <laughs> I want good quality beef. Hey, man, if you want to, then you raise your own cattle. I want T bones at two ninety nine a pound. Okay. <laughs> Pork chops continuously at ninety nine cents a pound. There you go. Bacon no more than a buck ninety nine for a pound. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eighty nine cents for a dozen eggs. <laughs> Actually, eggs used to be like I don't thirty nine. Really? You know, I don't. If you wanted the jumbos, they were a little more, but boy, you got a lot of egg. <laughs> those hens had to be hurting with the, <laughs> the size of those jumbos. Right. I don't know, but it's it's just discouraging. And, you know, I, I guess if you look at this seriously, and if you look back to, let's say, World War II. Okay. With rationing. Right. You know. Rationing of gas, rationing of sugar right. supplies. Right. I mean, right. they sacrificed. Oh, they did. They did. I'm sitting here boohooing about height, you know, <laughs> and I really need to think because, you know, because there have been far more sacrifices than we are now mm -hmm. when it comes to this. So I better shut my pie hole <laughs> and be thankful. Yeah. For what we've got. I mean, you know, really. I, you know, I'm not appreciative of higher prices. Right. You get a lot less more for your money. Yeah. 
But um, we are in America, and I am thankful for that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Now, imagine this, That's a good Matt. perspective, Dale. Yeah. Now, you know how porta potties are to yes. begin with. Yes. I can think of one in particular <laughs> okay. in a large grassy area, <laughs> lots of green grass. That is a terrible place to go into if you're ready for hole number eight, let's say. <laughs> the, the smell was, is just terrible, okay? Do you know how they are? I know. Yeah. Here's a woman yeah. using a porta potty in Gallup, New Mexico. <laughs> now, you're in New Mexico, so it's got to be hot, okay? Well, let's hope it's not just sitting out in the baking yeah, desert sun. Now, she was evidently at a uh, flea market, okay? <laughs> And uh, nature called, which is the worst. You know, then you're, oh, especially for ladies, it's got to be terrible. Oh, I can't imagine. So anyway, she had to do her business. After she thought the door was jammed, she found out, she panicked, started yelling for help. A guy came by and told her there was a lock on the door. Somebody had locked it like from someone, the outside. Like someone padlocked it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good thing this guy heard her. She was eventually freed using a bolt cutter. She said with stories about sex trafficking and kidnapping, when I replay everything that happened, I feel that that was what was supposed to happen. But luckily, the guy who was there to save me was probably there at the right time. Wow. She posted about her experience on social media. She says she wants people to be aware of their surroundings. She's hoping someone might have seen what happened and will come forward. Now, my first guess, mm. okay, I don't know. Right. I'm thinking an angry ex may have been I'm thinking, staking her out. I, honestly, my, my guess yeah. is a not very, like, paying attention employee. Could be. That was probably like, hey, go clean those out. And so, <laughs> you know. You got to lock them up first so no one uses them. And so just walk along. I don't know. But what a terrible ordeal. I can't imagine. And how long she was in there, it doesn't say. Right. But just being in there. You know, they're hot. They're, you know, I've never it's small. been. small. I mean, it's. Yeah, I've stinks. never been in one that doesn't smell. Ugh. And uh, I, I don't know. And then you've got this information that the U.S. halted U.S.-bound flights of Afghan evacuees after finding some cases of measles. Measles. Yeah. Wow. The decision was made by Customs and Border Protection on the recommendation of the CDC after four cases of measles were found among Afghans who had arrived here in the States. Now, that's something that we had pretty well, you know, vaccinated away. Yeah. The flights were halted on Friday. It's unknown just how long that's going to last, but that's the last thing we need is mm. measles. Right. Arriving into our country. It's happened before, though. And at least 13 gorillas at the zoo in Atlanta tested positive for COVID. Wow. Zoo officials wow. say they believe a vaccinated employee who cares for the gorillas, passed on the virus while being asymptomatic. The employee was wearing protective equipment, including a mask and gloves. The zoo will vaccinate the gorillas 
with a veterinary vaccine. <laughs> does COVID affect animals like it does I, us? I don't know. I mean, I think they st- they have issues breathing. Right. I think I've heard that in those big cats. Yeah. That we had the story on. I just want to see the uh, volunteer that has to go in there and try to bring them over to get vaccinated. Next, or you're, you just stand there, see. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Schmedley, get up there. Schmedley. <laughs> get the gorilla's arm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. And just come on. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw this or not. I, I uh, saw it uh, yesterday watching some sports. A cat yeah. got into the Hard Rock Stadium for the Miami Hurricanes game Saturday, and it managed to make the Hyatt light reel. <laughs> oh, the poor cat. The cat climbed around people. They were trying to grab it. One of the cat's paws became stuck, and it was hanging from the from the facade in the upper deck. Wow. Some fans who always bring a big American flag to the game saw the cat was about to fall and sprang into action. So it was like a big, you know, net down there. Along with some other people in the section, they spread the flag and waited for the cat to fall. It eventually fell to the lower level of the stadium and right on to that net. How about that? Now, the guy that took it out of there, you know, he's trying to, you know, probably half-crocked. Probably still <laughs> talking about Bernie Kosar. Okay? <laughs> okay. Probably. He pulled it up by the nap of the neck, you know. And Wait, is, cap- this, is this Miami? Yeah. Then be Vinny Testaverde then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But they pull him up by the nap of the neck, and this cat's just clawing the dickens out of that guy. Okay? It's like, you moron, let it go. Let it go. The uh, petrified cat didn't appear to be hurt. It was picked up and carried away by stadium security workers. If you've ever been with a cat with claws that doesn't want to be where it is, oh, it's, it's not it, pleasant. It's, it is an entirely awful experience. Yeah. For and, sure. And that guy was getting tore up. Okay? But... Uh, He's got some scratch marks he'll have for a while. Hey, you know what we didn't do? Okay. I mean, it's Monday. Yeah. We did not do a recap of this weekend's football games okay. in general. All right. I'll start with yesterday. Well, let's, let's go back to Saturday. Okay. All right. Where the. Because uh, I was just got Packers sucked. It, we're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they hadn't okay. played in years. Right on. Sucked. All right. Okay. All, all that drama surrounding your boy, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. All that drama. All right, so go going back. back to Saturday. All right, where the number eight team in the nation had to like score late to beat Toledo. <laughs> Come on, man! But they got the win. <laughs> they're not winning. They're not hammering their opponents. No, like they're supposed to be. You know, Purdue. Purdue goes into Connecticut, wins forty nine to nothing. Yeah, that should have been the score of Notre Dame Toledo. Yeah. Should have been the score. Indiana. Indiana won big. Yeah, should have been the score yeah. of, of Notre Dame Toledo. <laughs> then we get to Sunday. Then we get to Sunday. And uh, so the Packers, oh, they just, they, <laughs> it was just, I didn't, it's, has anybody out there practiced? Okay. <laughs> you guys look like you, and they didn't. You know, none of the starters ever started any preseason game. Never played. Sure. Now, how are you supposed to be ready to play when you're not even practicing full contact to get a feel for the game? Well, you're a pro. You should know what well, it feels. You should know. And they look very. You make millions of dollars. You ought to know what the game feels like. Very lackadaisical. They were hideous. Just yeah. hideous. Sure. 
The Colts. Colts. <laughs> you know what do you what do you say? I mean, it's like it's you bring a brand new, not brand new, but a new quarterback into the system, yeah. and you're playing. You know, arguably one of the top top four teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's always pretty good. You know, and so you know, I mean, I don't know. One week does not. That tell, would be that would season. be a tough game in the middle of the season, or yeah, the, yeah. That, that'd be a tough game anyway. But one week doesn't tell a season. But I'm telling you, in Wisconsin, they better get something going because <laughs> that just was dismal. What the what the uh, Bears do yesterday? I have no idea. I don't need do. yeah, check it out. All right, okay, we're already late. We're we're late, but you know, it's, it's fine. You know who cares? Because <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Chicago Bears. I know the Vikings lost. Detroit lost. Oh, um, Bears dropped one to the Rams, thirty-four to fourteen. Okay. So again, not a uh, fabulous performance there from Chicago. No. If you look at the score. No. And oh yeah, I forgot that uh, the Rams picked up Matt Stafford. So yeah. So there you go, tidbits on this Monday, and uh, that'll do it. All right. Matt, I'll uh, see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. All right. Uh, wait a minute. Where is it? I've lost my spot. There we go. Okay. There we go. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits. Tidbits.